Okay. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Monday episode with my old good friend, Scott Hebert. From not that old yet. Not that old Flavorful yet. Farms. Still in 29. I shared a nice photo of him today on Instagram. He looked like he was on heroin, but he's not. It was just me being an asshole, and I found a great photo of him accidentally when I hit pause on the video. Yeah, he found a great photo of me on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, I mean... It was clear, it, it honestly, um, for anybody that hasn't seen, Scott started a cool, uh, actually, we really like your new YouTube series, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, what's it's called uh, Go With The Grind. Just The Grind. The Grind. But it's just, I just have a YouTube channel. That's just my vlog. I'm going to make tons of videos. So yeah. Make lots of videos. Yeah, I got to do some stuff with video here soon, man. I got to figure that out, because that's what everyone's doing. I had a good talk with uh, Diego in October when he stopped by, and... Cool. Um, that was something he was talking about. Like, the nice thing with YouTube versus podcasting is it just automatically recommends more of your content. So, oh yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of advantages over. Um, it's a different medium. Yeah, depends what you're gonna do. Totally depends what you're gonna do. Each have their own weaknesses and strengths. Um, I don't know. I've already been doing the podcast thing now for over a year, every single week. And uh, if I can get people to click on my podcast, I can definitely get people to click on a YouTube video. Like, I think it's way easier to get people to click on a YouTube video than it is to click on a podcast. And I've already been having success with ha- having people, like, listen and stay with my podcast. So I just feel like I, um, like the skills that I've learned from doing a podcast from now for a year will transfer really well into YouTube. That's good, man. It's Donald Trump's America. That's all I can say. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, exactly. I'm just teasing. I just felt like throwing that in there. So uh, anyways, dude... Um, yeah, man. So we had our season. Your season ended. My season's still going. Uh, I figure we'll do a quick, just kind of catch up because we haven't talked in a while on here. And um, catch up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys like your catch up in Canada. I mean, when you go to some place and you get fries, they give you twelve different kinds of ketchup, and that's normal cats behavior. Cats up. You guys eat cats up, not ketchup. But you have different ketchups. No, we have one ketchup. Not in Toronto. Toronto had like a bunch of... No, of Toronto's not Canada. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That is the yeah. other side of the, the continent. That's, um, like the, that's like the place we make fun of. <laughs> I thought that was Windsor. No, no. Toronto is the Ohio of Canada. Oh, uh, that must be why it's so fucking awesome then. No. <laughs> so, so anyways, man. So you had a lot of success this past year. With grocery stores and everything else like that, you um you didn't have a farmer's market, right? No, I just did the grocery stores. Yeah. No more restaurants either. You just went straight grocery stores. Yeah, I kept yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so, that was my big takeaway from my first season was that I was doing too much while still because like the off I still have an off farm job and um that's just really convenient for money. Yeah. Right? Pay all my bills and I can then I can cycle all the money that I'm making on my farm back into my farm. So like I make more money on my farm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, my biggest takeaway was that I thought I could do a better job if I had only done one revenue stream. So that's what I did. I just did one revenue stream. So I kept one really easy restaurant that was taking like fifty bucks of microgreens a week. So that was like twenty five hundred bucks. For the year right mm-hmm. and then um i just did uh two grocery stores it's great man yeah, yeah i think uh we just finally picked up our fourth restaurant and um 
And it was something too, because I, I was getting farmer's market money so consistently throughout the season that it was, I mean, it was good money, man. Like when you're making, you know, from anywhere from like 500 to $700 a week with it and your mm-hmm. expenses are as low as mine, it's pretty good. And then I, I was continuously taking care of my restaurants, looking to pick up more restaurants. And then when the farmer's market season ended, it was like, okay, now I have like a stretch here where I really have to buckle down and get some more restaurants. And again, so I, I tried to hit the pavement. I picked up some orders here and there, man, but nice warm market leads. Um, so every restaurant that I've picked up has been from building relationships at that at each restaurant. So, for nice. example, I started with that one um, last year. I had my buddy's restaurant, and that that relationship ultimately ended just because he he wanted to make money, and I don't blame him. Like hydroponic, pretty much undercut lettuce. So the lettuce was just sold at the farmers market, and then it was like, well, where else? Where's my real income opportunity? It was microgreens. So. Um, so yeah, man, so I picked up, uh, so I think I'm now, we got the first half of the order for an, the newest restaurant. Um, so they're, they're ordering radish and cilantro and cilantro is a two week cycle versus a one week cycle or a six day cycle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's been a bunch of money to scale up in the basement, but now it's different cause I own my house. So now that I own my house, it's a, it's taken a while to really get used to, um, just to get used to, okay, this is mine. So this is mm-hmm. something that the more time I put into it, the more it's going to be worth value. But at the same time, like for me, it's an incubation area. Like it's, you know, the business is paying the mortgage. So my house is paying for itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so now as an entrepreneur, what are other income streams I'd like to pick up? You know, like one thing I also did that was really successful. And I mean, it's not been perfect, because how could it be? But, you know, moving Rich in, I mean, Rich has been just an absolute and valuable asset um, mm-hmm. to to the farm. And I think, you know, it's it's uh, just Rich's ability to take certain certain ways of thinking with permaculture design and apply it to um, a small scale farming business has been pretty awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I don't. uh I mean, you'd you'd have to see see the place and the different changes. It looks like a totally different place, um, but also too, it's it's uh, you know not biting off more than I could chew, man. I think that's the biggest biggest takeaway I had. You know, I I always want to scale and I always want to to grow and and do this and do that. As you know, I thought I could just do things magically, but you know, just uh, um, humbling myself down and and really trying to embrace some humility and just realize, Hey, you know, grocery stores still aren't even really in the picture yet. I mean, we could do grocery stores, but I have a plenty of opportunity with restaurants. It's paying me well. So I'm not going to burn those bridges. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, how, how are you reinvesting back into your business if you're taking that money out of your business? Well, that's a good question, man. So you got to pay yourself. So, um, I mean, the business runs on 30% of the revenue, man. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a stretch a lot of the times, but I mean, I did just invest some of my own money into the business, but like at the beginning of the season, when I started investing money, I had that uh, severance package, and then I actually had somebody here that knew how to do physical labor, um, <laughs> who who could like build things and stuff like that. Which you know, I'm not, I don't really care to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't want to learn it someday, but it just wasn't. It, I mean, my time's better served other places. 
So, um, so yeah, so I, I spent, um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I spent quite a bit of money just putting it in for infrastructure, but you know, man, you just run it lean. You, if you can't, you know, you're running your business off 30%. I mean, it's it, then, you know, if you either got to grow your sales or you got to look at, okay, what else can I do? I mean, so for yeah, example, that's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. So what else can you do? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you see an opportunity, like for me, it was like doubling production with this, this extra restaurant that I just picked up. So if I'm going to more than double production and at the same time, they're getting a crop, you know, cilantro, I sell at double the price that I'd sell radish per pound. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit longer cycle, but it, it, it pays for itself. And, um, you know, man, so that, that was just kind of it. If I could make this return investment, pay me back um, fast enough and it would made sense for me to invest in it. But I mean, that's, that's the tricky thing with scale. I mean, is, you know, what do you, you know, you can keep dumping money in the business, but man, I mean, last year I dumped a ton of money. The first year I dumped a ton of money in at zero accounting system. I was just hustling and trying to get sales, but not really paying attention to, okay, how do I balance my books? How is this really going to save me money on my taxes? What is this going to happen? And yeah, you know, you get a bill from the IRS when you do your taxes and your accountant says, yeah, you made too much money last year. So it doesn't really matter what kind of losses you took on your business. I mean, you, you still owe money in taxes. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, I, I, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a call. I mean, I was driving one day and I was kind of putting it off and I was going to try to slowly upgrade this infrastructure for this order. And then the chef just called and said, Hey man, I'm cutting ties to this restaurant. So hope you're ready. And I was like, all right. Yep. So then I, just uh, took some money out of the emergency fund and put it in the business, and I'll just pay myself back. Cool. Yeah, I, I, it's a good question, man. I mean, it's tricky, like because I don't have. I mean, I have another income now, like I I do. Well, like, no, I was just thinking because you're not grossing that much. So if you're for what you're, if you're not grossing that much, you, and then you're taking money out on top of that, there's not very much left to be reinvesting back into the business for new stuff to get upgraded. Because like, because basically, if like you're the current amount that you're doing right now is not enough for you to it's not sustainable longer term right um i mean this monthly thing in this in the winter time it is i mean mm. yeah it's it's tricky so in the summertime obviously like there's a lot more options i mean like you know throughout the season i was selling joel's crops and i was selling john fogel's crops and i was you know, I was buying at a lower price and selling at a higher price. So that, that, that would help pay and, and supplement things. But, um, yeah, I mean, right now it's, I mean, if I'm going to be, I mean, it's going to be just with just an in indoor microgreens production, I'm going to be like, um, I don't know. I don't remember. It's like four. It depends on when we get everything firing off. Like once all the cilantro is kicking, it should be, you know, like 480 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just, Pay myself 50%, save 15% for taxes, and then run the business off 30%. I mean, it's it doesn't cost much. The biggest the biggest uh, expense is soil. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm just taking that soil, and we have all these raised beds around the property now. So, um, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good question. I mean, it, does that make sense though? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but also too, it works for me because my expenses I got low enough to make that work. I mean, mm-hmm. like last this time last year, I was just figuring out maybe, you know, what am I going to like? How am I going to get my my burn rate reduced? And it was, oh, I can buy my house. So yeah, I'm just more thinking of it from the angle that say if you needed to have ten thousand dollars in infrastructure to be able to have like a bumping farm. Right. 
Yeah. So you had to spend another $10,000. So if you're only taking out of that 30% of the draw that you had and you're only making, well, whatever, even if it gets bigger in the summertime, that's still going to take like a year and a half, two years to get up to where you have that $10,000. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, that, no, that makes sense. I mean, it, but... I mean, again, though, I mean, you know, this is something that takes time. I mean, it all depends on what your goals are and where you're at. Totally. So, I mean, you know, right now, could I, man, could I manage that extra business? I don't know. I mean, right. No. You know, that's the, that's the thing too. I mean, it's like, you know, it's ideas to, you know, I want to get all these restaurants. I mean, you know, me, you know, a season ago and I was like, dude, I'm going to move out to my buddy's house and I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars in farming. And it was like, well, how are you going to do that? Drew? Well, I'm just going to do it. And it's like, well, that doesn't fucking work. Like, I mean, like, and then I start getting my customers and it's, you know, building these relationships with these restaurants were key and, and not trying to pick up more customers than I wanted to at the time. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what is really sustainable growth? I mean, mm-hmm. so because eventually, man, there's going to be a sweet spot for this farm. And then most of the other income is going to have to come from me buying and selling. And, and eventually it's, you know, removing myself from, you know, farm practices, giving rich a larger percentage of the business revenue and mm-hmm. me aggregating. And I think, I mean, that's kind of the direction things are going. Like, I'm probably not going to grow any lettuce next year because it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm having requests and it's like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a farm here that's growing and charging a lot of money for like simple shit, like just exciting shit that chefs want. And it's like, well, I mean, I have, you know, I have good soil. I have a good, I have a good guy that likes to grow weird shit like that. We can mess around with that as long as we keep microgreen production going. And then, you know, I can still get, get salad mix from Joel and get root crops from Joel and everything else like that. And then, you know, that helps him and that helps me because I don't, man, I don't, I don't like planting that stuff. You know what I mean? And even better if I don't have to harvest it. I mean, what, if I can lock up, lock down sales and have other people grow for me, I, I think that's going to be ultimately the move for me. I mean, just knowing me and what I like to do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's just coming together. I mean, I think that the thing is when we, started having these conversations a couple of years ago it was still figuring shit out and i fuck man i remember we were at pv3 and you're like you buying this stuff and i was like oh yeah i guess i should probably take this seriously since i spent a thousand dollars on this course um plane ticket and a conference <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it was uh you know um uh, but then you know thankfully i got laid off and it was it was gut check time and i think that's and it's kind of it man i mean sometimes i just like being put in a corner and now it's, mm-hmm. you know, now it's time to focus on making more money again. Now it's like, okay, I know I can, I can survive and be on full time, but how do I take this to a level to where I can thrive? Yeah. So what's kind of your plans for next year, Scotty, too high? Um, get more grocery stores, do spinach, lettuce, and arugula. And that's pretty much it. Just yeah. go hard, get more. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just get more stores and then then next year then i'll get some um well this year i'll probably end up buying the paper pot transplanter and some caterpillar tunnels um and then that will give me that will get me going really far into the year uh for my production on all my crops and make everything super efficient so then um 
at the end of this year, if I get that and two more stores, if I basically do four stores, three products, four stores, I, by the end of next year, or sorry, by the end of this year, um, I'll be my business. My business is just short of um, being like profitable. Like yeah. I'm cash flow positive, but like I've almost made back all the amount of money that I initially put in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I'm like a thousand bucks short. So I'll probably go, um, I'll, I'll make it like right away at the beginning of the year. But so at the end of this year, I'll be, um, everything will be paid off. I'll pretty much have all the proper tools other than I'll have everything I need other than like a propagation house and like a bigger like greenhouse hoop house. But other than that, I'll be bumping. So pretty excited about that. Um, and then we'll just kind of feel out how it goes. But I can probably, this year I can go um, part-time at my other job that I'm working right now. So I'll go down to, I already have the option for taking one day off right now during the winter time. And then in the springtime, I'll be able to take two days off. So, so you'd be working three days a week instead of four? Yes. Are you working five now? Um, I have, I work four and I have the option to take Fridays off. Man. So sometimes I work four, sometimes I work four and a half. You guys just um, live the good life in Canada. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's I, I asked for it. I negotiated all my stuff. Yeah, man, that's what you got to do. I mean, yeah. for me in the pizza shop, I negotiated. I was like, yeah, dude, uh, I mean, how about you just give me a W9 at the end of the year? He's like, cool. And I was like, cool. He doesn't have to pay payroll taxes and I don't have to be on his payroll. And I just... Yeah. Just tell them when I can work and I work. Some days I work five days a week. Some days I work two days a week. Some days I work no days a week. Yeah. And it's, cool. uh, I think, you know, it's, it just kind of goes back to, you know, and this is something you started doing before I did, which is, you know, negotiate the way you want your life to be. I mean, yeah, yeah. you might not have all your time yet, but you can do that. I mean, man, I mean, it's just like even, I mean, man, I made a lot less money last year, but, you know, I've lost like 40 pounds and, feeling good and you know i'm a lot more focused and happier and i just think it's uh you know you you focus on taking care of yourself and getting your time and then everything else will take care of itself totally you gotta be happy and healthy yeah man what are you doing with your podcast that's a good question uh <laughs> i just got all the good questions yeah you got them all i got so tons that's, yeah. i'm trying to figure it out man so one thing that i got to stop doing is getting a ton of interviews and not and just sitting on them because yeah. it's like, I'll get all like, I'll just get in these modes where I just want to talk and record. And that's like, well, you got to edit all those podcasts, Drew. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I'll get really interested in a topic. So I'll talk to all these people about a certain topic, but then my, my audience isn't necessarily as interested as I am. Some are, mm -hmm. and they let me know. So, um, but yeah, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, I, I have to have a system in place to, you know, maybe not record as long um like this episode i'll edit and put out tonight if uh if i've uh, you know assuming like nothing emergency assuming a girl a pretty girl doesn't call me and then um that's just a joke and then uh yeah man and then um so i think like mondays what i'm gonna do is you know something like this where i talk to i just like i want to talk to teeny greeny farmer he's like a he's on instagram he's in england mm -hmm. and uh he's doing microgreens Lee? I think so. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He was like, "Hey, man, do you still want to have me on your show?" I go, "Yeah, man, just been busy with shit, trying to figure out my life and how to just live been, it. Just been drewing it up. Just been drewing it up, man. Um, putting in some work on me so I could, 
manage my life more effectively. And, uh, yeah. And then, so want to do that stuff Mondays cause there's still like an audience where, you know, I want to have some more GSD guys on like Mondays and then Fridays. So I can just have, uh, people that I just want to talk to just kind of like mm-hmm. the random Drew sample show. And then Wednesdays, I just, am going to do solo episodes. So I've done two solo episodes. I put one on, um, three a week three a week yeah you're an animal well i think it's like uh you are a wild man i mean at least do one a week and that's gonna probably be me doing the 30 minutes but you know i i think as long as there's i'm just putting out consistent content here and there um and that's what i've always done man i think the biggest thing is just topics it's like i have such an eclectic thing of topics but you know, it might be two some week and or like the Friday show will just be a bonus or the Monday shows like this might just be a bonus. Um, but I think, you know, one thing that a lot of listeners have told me, especially since I started Patreon, is that uh, they feel like I hide behind my guests instead of just uh, instead of just sharing my thoughts and what I think or something like that. And so when I noticed it, too, because what was happening is I'd get a guest and I just talk too much with the guests and not let the guests be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, still learning, man. I, I think, you know, I mean, I'm not going away anytime soon, but, you know, live another year, get some more wisdom, implement cool. some diff- some new shit. Uh, what's going on with, uh, with your podcast, The Stoic Metal? It's good. It's good. It's been um, every week, every Monday for over a year now. Nice. So, yeah, it's just like... Just keeps going, man. I've uh, interviewed some of the the <laughs> interviewed some of the guys that uh, have written wrote books and stuff all about it. So yeah. um, it's pretty neat. Just kind of keeps growing, keeps building. So I just get more and more all the time. Um, I done some pretty cool uh, interview episodes. I did one a couple weeks ago with this guy named Donald Robertson. He wrote a whole bunch of Stoicism books, but we did one on like the life of Marcus Aurelius. So it's kind of like a history episode, which is kind of neat because I never thought that I'd be really like doing a history episode like that wasn't my thing you know what i mean absolutely um and it just i don't know it went it just turned out really well and uh so it was just it's just kind of neat like uh getting pushed farther i guess and learning more and then you can because like it's different you can learn something but then you also have to be able to articulate it too um so it's like this whole process of just learning how to have a weekly show and i'm like really proud of myself for having it come out every single Monday. I didn't miss one. Um, and then I just, um, yeah, I w- did a whole bunch of different things where I really tried to grow on social media pages and stuff. And then I learned a whole bunch about like marketing my social media pages. So now it's way easier to market my farm. Um, so it's like all, it all kind of stacks together. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's um, really neat. And then like, so then I'm already have a pretty good audience on my podcast. So then my podcast can filter into my YouTube channel because like my vlog is just a vlog of what I'm doing. Right. So it's really nice because like, even right now I can record myself talking. And so you're getting content on your podcast, right? I'm doing this, but I'm also getting content on my vlog because I'm recording it right now. So it's like, cool. I get to be a part of your vlog. Yeah, you well I won't I won't tell anybody what podcast I'm on. He'll just be secret. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Scott. I love how you always no. love to cross promote with my show. Yeah. 
No hey problem. Drew, let me come on your show, then I can promote myself being on yeah, a podcast. And I actually no problem, show. no problem, podcast host. That's what you do. Yeah, you're fucking great, Scott. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, you're... but you can stack functions together like that. So I just uh, yeah I do stuff like that. Uh, it works out really well. Um, so <laughs> that's really neat. I uh, I wrote this article for when was that? Sometime in the summer, I wrote an article for ModernStoicism.com. It's like one of the bigger Stoicism blogs. Yeah, and then um. Ryan Holiday runs a website called thedailystoic.com. And yeah. then so he's seen my article on the modernstoicism.com. And so he interviewed me for the Daily Stoic. Nice, so, dude. Yeah. That's, so that's a big cool. fucking win right there. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Because I was like, came home one day, <clears throat> like one of my favorite authors, like there's just email sitting there, right? Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. So like that was pretty neat. So um, yeah, I'm like just short of 200,000 downloads overall. Nice, so. dude. Yeah, it's so it's good. just kind of it's bumping. So I'll keep doing it for another year, see how it is, and then uh, I don't know. I just I like I just have uh, committed to doing it for like a year installments. You know what I mean? So I did like want to do the first year, and then I would see how it was going, and it's like still going pretty well. So I'll see if I can get it. Like I was, I wanted to be at like twenty five hundred downloads an episode um, mm-hmm. for my first year, but like next year I would like to get to ten thousand, which I think is like that's going to be a lot of pushing. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, it's way easier. It, like the, the trajectory of shows and the content growth and stuff, it just grows so much faster when you have like a back catalog of so many episodes. Like I'm starting to realize now that with content, how much you need to, you need to just keep having at bats. You need to like keep producing stuff. It's so important to keep producing content and have like um, almost like a trail of breadcrumbs, right? For, you need to have so many different ways for people, people to find you because like, you can have this like really good show or um, really good ideas and stuff, but if no, like they, people have to find it, right? Absolutely, man. So it's, I don't know, I'm kind of having fun like learning about marketing and uh, I just have a, I don't know, I feel like I have a much better handle on like everything now and that's kind of why I feel like, um, I, that's kind of why I felt like I was, could do the YouTube thing now, so. Yeah, man, fun. I... I need to step up my game with marketing. I just haven't really. It's hard, dude, because sometimes it's like, uh, I just don't give a shit right now. Like, I, I want to put, I still want to make podcast episodes, but it's like I need to have a shift that goes on so I can make it worth my time more to to keep doing these shows. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I've been doing this five years. I've changed it up a whole bunch, but I keep doing it. But it's like I need to. Uh, it's like every every so. It's like managing the inner rebel. And mm-hmm. like really doing that because it's like I don't want to get sick of it. Because then when I get sick of it, then I don't then I don't consistently put out content. Yeah, that was really interesting when you texted me before you you were talking and you said something about being bored. Yeah, I get. What'd bored. you say? You said yeah. And yeah. you know what I thought about? You know what? You know what was my first thought when I read that? Mm. I was thinking, I I never think of that. Yeah. That never goes through my head. That like, <clears throat> um. I never think like I'm trying to think of the end value of what I'm trying to make. Yeah. And then if I get bored producing it, that doesn't matter because I'm trying to like make this thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily that I get bored producing it. Like I like my guests and I like my content, but a lot of times, man, it's just like I get bored of uh, just doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, I have to mix it up because it's like, I don't feel like if I don't feel like interesting, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I'm being as creative as I need to be, or I don't feel like like I. We just did. I just did this Patreon exclusive episode with like Brett and Michael Jordan, and that was a lot of fun. 
And so, like, I've been doing a lot more Patreon stuff because it's like, man, I know, like, an eclectic group of people. I should try to get them on and have them talk. Like, that would be mm-hmm. exciting. So, um, so that's kind of, I mean, I have different ideas, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's staying focused on one thing. It's, it's, you know, making sure I'm paying the bills, making sure it's just, a, it's kind of a different game now that, you know, one thing that was difficult for me was when I stopped working a job was being able to put the same amount of time in the podcast. Cause before it was just a fun hobby. And then it's like, well, man, Nothing can really be a fun hobby anymore. I mean, you have a few things, like you watch MMA fights with your friends, um, and not even every card, just the ones that are entertaining now. And then it's, it's uh, so it's, you know, what am I, you know, what's really important to me? What is really, what do I really need right now? Why would having a job, why would not having a job be the exact opposite of that? Because everything you have to do, you have to, your time has to be, so because... Especially okay, so when you're making when you're making as much money as I was making, and then you go down to you're providing for yourself, and like thankfully I had unemployment, so I can kind of ease into it. But then once unemployment ran out, man, it was a serious, serious coming to Jesus moment for me. And then it it became uh you know, the the I was just putting out I felt like I was just putting out content to put out content, and it's like I don't feel like I'm this is really, this is really what I'm I I don't. It was kind of like, especially with the farming, it was like, man, like now that I farm and I'm doing this full time, I don't want to just keep interviewing farmers. I'd want to rather figure out a way to share my experiences and then, you know, still talk to you or talk to a few farmers here and there and like not necessarily kill that part of the show, but, you know, just have to, I just felt like the show has to change because I I had to make big changes in myself. Um, Yeah, I would just think that, if I went, like, I always think about that if I didn't have to work my job, how much more shit I could get done. Like, yeah. That's always my thought. But then um, it's, it's also, you know, paying bills. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't in a position to where, um, okay, I'm quitting my job because the business is taking off. It was, well, you have this backup business plan. Let's make it fucking work now, man. Like, Let's see what you can do. Like, let's see what you're made of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, now I want to do more stuff. I mean, I, I watch f- far less TV, that's for sure. I mean, if I have time, I'm usually, like, meditating or doing, you know, some creative visualization exercise or editing a podcast or, you know, just, just thinking about where I want to be, like, thinking about what I want my life to be or... Okay, so I, I know I have X amount of dollars I want to be making monthly as an entrepreneur. How much do I want to come from farming? How much do I want to come from something else? And how much do I want to come from the podcast? Because it's like I want to have a diversified streams of income so I can be anti-fragile, man. I think that's that's kind of it because, you know, who knows? Like the, um, you know, anything can happen in business. I mean, you know, let's look at last year. Going into the season, I, I had so many conversations with my buddies. Like, yeah, I'll take your salad at both restaurants. First conversation, right when salad season hits, is well, can you lower your price? And it's mm-hmm. like, mm, no, <laughs> really can't, man. I'm already got it lowered. <laughs> it's already low. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was a thing for me too, man. Is I was selling like I upped the prices on my microgreens in the winter time. And I just asked my chefs, Hey, 
do you think my stuff's worth this much? And they said, yes, it is. You should raise your prices. I was like, cool. So, I mean, like it's, it's, um, it's been, I think a lot of what I've done, man, is, is deal with some, some, you know, self value issues that I had, like understanding that I had some issues with receiving good things from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just kind of some silly psycho bullshit, but man, I mean, there's things that we carry with us sometimes that we don't necessarily understand or know that we're carrying with us. You're a hippie. I am a hippie, man. <laughs> For sure. Use my use my proper pronoun, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. Z. <sighs> Z or zero. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, dealing with that stuff, um, I think it's been good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo the Jordan Peterson thing probably this month and then yeah, I mean I just spend a lot of time focusing on what I want my life to be. It's like I'm in a good position where I own my time, so I just need to make sure that I'm spending that time wisely to create the life that I want to live. Totally. It's important. Yeah. But it's yeah. Just keeps going all the time. Oh yeah, man. You have to I mean, in order to stay plugged turned on, you gotta stay plugged in. Yeah. So definitely. Well, hell yeah, dude. I'm glad we got back together. I missed you, Scott. You, were, you still watching it, it, UFC? Uh, No, not really. I don't do anything. I just work. You just work? Yep, just work. Damn, you work fucking Christian Puritan right there. Well, Drew, I know what I want, and I know what I'm willing uh, uh, to do for it. So. Fuck yeah, man. No, I mean, I think, I think that's, I mean, that's, that's what it takes. I don't no, think like, it's No, like, for real, though, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, is that, like, um, like work-life balance is a fucking myth. It's a myth, man. Um. I think you pick what you want to do and that's what you want to do. You know, what's really interesting in, um, in I've been uh, listening to lots of like mythology things lately. And in a lot of mythology, there is, Oh, I forget what hero it was, but when a hero is going to go embark on a task, the gods will ask him if he wants to lead an ordinary life or an extraordinary life. But the cost of um, the cost of an extraordinary life is that usually has to give up his immortality. Hmm. So, um, the cost of an extraordinary life is sacrifice, right? Yeah. So if there's something that I want to do, um, th- there's just stuff that I'm willing to give up. And like, I don't have work-life balance right now, but I'm really okay with that because if I can learn how to build a profitable business, which will lead to profitable businesses, right? Yeah. Then I will have that work-life balance, um, you know, in a couple of years or I'll be in a good option where, when I'm older and I would like to retire, that's an option, right? I would, I would like to exercise that. <laughs> I would like to not have to work when I'm 60 if I, or like older, right? If I'm, if I can. So yeah, like work-life balance. I don't know. I just kind of, I've been thinking about that lately. I kind of think it's a myth. I mean, to an extent it is. I think it all depends on how you work. I think it depends on what, you know, what your personality is, what, a lot of stuff, man. You have to know yourself. You have to know how to motivate yourself. You have to know how to stay motivated. How to, I do a lot of stuff, man. And I think, um, man. Do you only do work when you're motivated? No, I don't. Um, but it's like trying to figure out to, to how to keep myself motivated. Like, what games do I need to play? Yeah, I know. What, what conversations mean. do I need to have? Because I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't feel like waking up early every day, but now my body just wakes me up early every day. That was weird. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah. really weird because I used to sleep till nine and now it's like, yeah, I'm usually up at six. I usually go to bed at like one thirty. I used to sleep like eight hours all the time. Um, but you know, a lot of it is just, you know, constantly doing, I mean, I, I mean, dude, I could be a lot less lazy for sure, but 
I spent a lot of time thinking, man. I, I think it's, you know, what's what's next? Trying to figure out what's next and trying to figure out, okay, um, farming is paying this X, Y, Z. It's growing at a rate I'm comfortable with. I could try to take it to the next level, but I think it might be silly. I mean, we're just we're doubling the business size now, so mm-hmm. for the winter time, so that's cool. Getting some planning in. So what else? What? How can I leverage my skills so I don't need to deliver pizza anymore? So yeah, I know I think about that a lot too. I've been thinking. You said that before. You like said that you weren't a farmer. That you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I've been having I've been having a similar thought now for like I don't know. Yeah, probably man. more, probably more the past like six months, I would say, where I've been really like, okay, like it's my, my job is to work for myself. Yeah, man. My job is to not necessarily just be a farmer. Correct. Right? And so and I, I was always thinking that, like I was always okay with, like I would like to, have, I would like to make like, I would like to make $60,000 working for myself and I don't really care how that breaks down. No. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if I could make most of it farming or some of it farming, that would be really cool. I would like that. It looks like that a portion of that, if it will... Because like the grocery store thing is super easy. So if I could make like, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to make there actually yet because I can still increase the number of stores and the number of products. So, you know what I mean? I'm kind of winging it, but yeah, interesting. Lost my train of thought. It's cool. You're being dynamic, man, because you're, you're just like, you know, yeah, I could really scale up this farm business, but is there a way that I could take my time and something else that I'm doing and make more money for the same amount of time? Well, yes, but I'm That's also I'm also limited by um, money right now, for sure, yeah. though, too, right? Because I'm trying to save money so I can, like, and I'm it's, trying to save money and spend money. And it's I'm trying fucking to do expensive both. where you live. Oh, yeah, it's really expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a uh, cost of living is 25% higher. I looked I looked a couple weeks ago between Columbus and Chilliwack. That's it. I thought it'd be a lot more. But I also no, live in the very no, no, no. low No, no, no. Well, it's 25% and we have more taxes, I think. Of course you do. You're I don't know if Canada. that's built into it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I. I mean, it's. You know, you don't have to worry about health insurance though. Too. I mean, you get health insurance, and it's a different. There's different pros and cons, but I think, you know, ultimately, man, I think for people who listen to us talk and you know the journey we've been on, you know, ultimately, you just have to make a decision about what you're willing to leverage and what you're willing to sacrifice. I mean, one thing I was willing to sacrifice was half my space in my tiny fucking house. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. moving in a stranger pretty much that was a good guy at pv3 but he listened to the podcast but man that was thankfully i had friends that vouched for him and it and it's worked out i mean yeah. so i mean that was something i was willing to sacrifice i had to make changes i had to you know i mean like i i cut out a lot of stuff in my life that i realized was bullshit that i didn't need me too yeah and I, and i think you know and it's you know so it's it's interesting when people ask me about if they should start farming and, you know, is it going to be, yeah, you, you can make money, but you got to learn your market and you're going to have to be willing to, to fuck things up and to, to figure out that your plan sucked and, <laughs> and you, yeah. you have to adjust mid season or you have to adjust, you know, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, just like you were saying earlier on, like when we were still in the season is, you know, you could, you could just go to the grocery stores one week and they'll be like, yeah, well, we don't, we don't want your business anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but no, it won't happen. Um, yeah, I think that part of like uh, that's when you want to start building a brand and stuff around that, so that yeah. doesn't happen for sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Oh, uh, I have to change my business's name because a nursing home came out this season, and I'm winning the Google War. 
So people call me to ask if I can come in and send somebody to wipe their ass and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's getting annoying. So Capital City Gardens is going to change its name. I'm going to change the DBA. So even though I own the LLC of Capital City Gardens, um, it's uh, it's a different vertical. So I can't take any cease and desist action or anything like that. Poor Drew. Oh, no, it's fucking hilarious. America culture is suing each other. Cease and desist. Well, it's like they stole my business name, but it's a nursing home. It's like, I, you know, because, you know, me hanging out with all you Canadians where you're like, yeah, market garden. And then like all that goofy shit you guys say. Why do you um, think it's called a market garden? Well, yeah. I mean, because it's a market garden. I mean, it makes sense. I'm just saying, as an American, <laughs> gardens things that don't make sense. Gardens here in America, Scott, are nursing homes and apartment complexes, and farms are housing developments. Yeah, that's weird. So yeah, like one of the housing developments growing up was Britain Farms, and it's like, and I didn't think about it until somebody stole my name. So got a new <laughs> name. I own the domain, so it's going to change it to Capital City Greens. Which nice. is probably a lot more appropriate for my business name, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's less syllables, so it'll be CapCityGreens dot com. Um, and uh, yeah, buddy, that's about that's it cool. for me, man. I think we can uh, we can wrap it up. We got four minutes before Zoom kicks us off. Um, cool. We're recording on Zoom because Skype stole money from me and deleted my Skype account. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I was pretty happy. I said thank you, Microsoft. I appreciate you uh, doing that for me. That is nice of them. Yeah, they assured me that the uh, merger tool from the the previously existing Facebook Skype accounts uh, would work with my new Skype account, and it hasn't. And then I wrote them an email, which has not been responded to, and I've tried calling customer service. I was like, man, that's a lot of time. I'm just going to say Microsoft got a W on me, and I'm going to find a different solution. Nice. That's good. Switch to Apple. <laughs> Well, I mean, Skype wasn't owned, like Microsoft didn't own Skype when I started using it, when I was podcasting five years ago, so. Um, hmm. But, uh, well, anything else you want to add, bud? Nope. Um, people can go check out my new YouTube vlog if they want to. I'm going to have, going to try to get like 100 videos up by the middle of April, so and that looks like I'll do it, so. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Going in on the YouTube thing. Going in. Yep. Cool. Well, cool, dude. that being said, guys, check out uh, naturesimagefarm.com. Uh, Greg Burns is selling bee nukes now, especially if uh, especially if you come and pick them up from his house because he's not going to ship them to you. You'll get 10% off bee nukes with code word sample, and you also can get 10% off any nursery stock and free shipping, and I believe it's to the U.S. I need to ask him. Somebody that listens to this show from New Zealand said if he would get free shipping, and I said I probably not. Some liar. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chris. He's a dairy farmer in uh, in New Zealand. He's like, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get everything. Yeah, the, so check out the show notes as well. Please become a patron. Go to Patreon.com/slash/SampleHour. You can get all the bonus content for one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year. What a bargain! Um, nice. Yeah. So. My goal, Scott, is to get a thousand pledges of a dollar, or it's like Sam Harris, who has like eight thousand pledges of a dollar. Well, buddy, you're always uh, talking about how good of a salesman you are. I guess we're gonna find out if that's true or not. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that's true. Hopefully, people just give me more money a month. It probably won't happen. <laughs> I just want people to give me money to do the things. I just I want, want to, to give do. me money for free. 
Uh, that's how that works, what right? Kind of, what kind of value are you going to offer? Well, I wasn't planning on anything, yeah. um, but I don't know. I give I great bonus content and shows before they come out, so screw you, Scott. I've said the F word so much, and I say screw you at the end. Screw you, frigging frigger. Yeah, screw you. Hey, anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in, Scott. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thanks if for you ever want to have me a guest on your show, which you never will. Uh, no, you don't know anything about stoicism. Yeah, you cannot you can add any value to my audience. That's true. That's true. You know what I have done though? Hmm. I uh I reposted episodes where people interviewed me. Uh, oh. they, they, they have to ask stoicism related questions. So I had like Charlie Brenneman on. Um Nick Hazelton, I reposted one episode that we did together. Nice. Um that was really good because he was like he was asking good questions and stuff. So he's really that's into kind stoicism. Of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm more so, into Taoism. Yeah. Yeah. Into the Tao. Yeah, the Tao. It's our own, bro. Follow the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening.